Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're going to talk about the best marking pen. Do you notice that we start out with these really nice, like, radio voices? And then we're like, then we go crazy. (laughs) And then you hear us go, and tackle and carry it. Oh my gosh, sometimes when I hear myself laugh, I swear it it has to be me possessed and I don't know it or something. Well, I am going to admit to something. Sam edits the podcast and mom listens to the podcast and I don't. Well, I don't listen to it consistently though. That's the problem. I can't. I, I start to get a little, um, it makes me really squirmy right. and uncomfortable to hear myself and I know I hear this from a lot of people, and then I also hear the advice that you need to listen to yourself as well. Right. I'm trying to do lots of things, and I think my time is better spent learning some other stuff. And Sam is a very, what do I want to say, she knows, she's very analytical. Very diligent. Yes, and she knows what needs to be brought right. to our attention or well, whatever. And you know. I should say, I am so grateful for all of our listeners. So grateful. Because we cannot even get our family to listen to us. Mallory's dad, my husband, just recently needed a new phone. And while we're in the phone store, he says, well, I want to make sure I can get podcasts on it really easily. And we go, oh, you're going to listen to us? And he goes, he just like, they do not want to hear anything else from us. We talk it's all bad the time. It's bad enough that they have to hear us live. When I have my parents over for dinner a lot, and then my parents have me and my family over for dinner a lot, and you can imagine who dominates. Who do you think has the floor? The dinner conversation. <laughs> it's basically sewing out loud all the time. I do also want to say that one of our listeners, and I won't mention her name, she said she's house hunting right now. She emailed, and she let me know that they looked at a house and that um, there's enough room for the Donahue clan oh, yeah. to stay if oh, we ever okay. came to so visit. We can come yes. visit. <laughs> Which I very much appreciate. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, we're going to talk about the best marking pen in the whole world. Yeah. And, it, Mom. And there it, is no one it does best not exist. marking pen. There That's is right. no universal, you can only have one thing to mark with pen. That's right. Okay. If you're going to sew, well, unless More than you, one unless, thing. Unless, right, unless you're going to sew on one fabric and that, with the, the same, same fiber content, and with the same color, color. right? 
you need more than one pen. That's right. Or pencil or marker or whatever. We're, you know, some of them are pens. Some of them are markers. Some of them are chalk markers. Or some, some of them are of, wheels. Some, some of them are, right. Raw They're, chalk. Raw, raw you, chalk. You know, whatever there's people that, that use soap slivers. There you go. You know, uh, there's lots of things to use. And we, we own all of them. <laughs> yes, yes. So don't uh, regular regular A regular lead pencil. A regular or a sharpie. marker. Yeah. You know, there, there have been times, especially in costuming, you don't take the chances. You sharpie that thing, you know, because man, an- another word almost came out of <laughs> <Yeah>. your mouth. <laughs> you sh- but you sharpie that thing, that thing, that thing. But I mean, you can't you 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 have to make sure it's indelible because you don't know how much it's being transported, where it's going to and back and forth before you get to sew it more than more than once, maybe more than three or five times, someone has posted in the group and been like, oh, you know, forgive me. I used to Sharpie to mark this. And I'm like, nope, I do it all the <laughs> yeah. time. If it's, it, there's a time and a place, yes, right? there it's, is, there is. It's not always appropriate to use a Sharpie. I it? used to write <laughs> the names in the costumes with gel pens. Yeah. You know, so who would have thought I would have used gel pens Then, because I, I wanted it to stay. It lo- If you heat set it, it stayed there. Mom had so many gel pens. It was <laughs> it was a paradise up here in the studio. That's where we're recording, uh, and I love to come up here and play with the gel pens. Okay, well let's let's kind of get into it. I just want to say one of the most basic things about fabric markers. Okay, uh, I just want to get this out there. If you buy a fabric marker, uh, a chalk liner, a whatever, okay, something that marks on fabric, when you buy it and it's a certain color, let's say it's blue. You're going to be able to mark on fabrics and see it, theoretically, on anything except for blue. Blue. Okay. And it may be hard to see on red. So, That's right. So, you know. So, hold, so, if you go to buy a fabric marker and you like it, you probably need to consider then purchasing it in a different color as well. I think two colors yeah. and one light and one dark. There you go. Because when you, what happens when you get to black? Mm-hmm. You have to have something light. Yeah. You know, if that's a dark blue, it might not show up on on, on blacks or grays. So white and yellow are really great for yeah. dark colored fabrics. Okay. But then uh, when you're on the light colored fabrics or the medium tones, like Mom said, sometimes some blues can get lost in reds, reds or, or purples or, oranges or purples, or right? Whatever. Uh-huh. That's why you want to have those at your disposal because you just won't know exactly what's going on there, okay? Uh, So let's just start out with like woven cotton fabrics, okay? Okay. You're going to be able to mark on those with many different types of markers. Almost anything. We love the pen style Choco liners. Yep. That's one thing we really like. So the way that this goes on is it's actually, it's a little wheel. Uh, that turns, and chalk is fed into the wheel from a cartridge. Right. But instead of being a wheel that you hold, the ones that kind of look like a heart, you know, it's oh, a yeah. pen. That's mm-hmm. why they call it the pen style. Right. So it's a wheel that turns, and you, but you get to hold it like a pen. Yeah, the other one that looks like a heart or like a wedge, uh-huh. I think those were kind of designed after, this is my thought anyway, they were designed after a piece of tailor's chalk, yes, sort of. Yes, I that's, think so too. That's what you know people were used to holding. So those those chalk markers with wheels in them, whether it's pen style or the one you like hold in your hand, right? And there's a chamber where you can refill it. They with, are fed, you can buy you know new chalk. Yeah, they're fed by the refills that are powdered chalk. Right. Okay, that's how those work. Now you could also use normal 
Taylor's chalk. Okay? Right. And uh, Taylor's chalk is, you know, um, a little wafer is yeah. my best way to describe it. And I, that used to be one of my standards in the olden and, days because I had a little box of Taylor's chalk that had basically a rainbow of colors in it. You know, they put they put like four whites in it and two blacks, and then they, you would have some colors in there. Yeah, there's like a blue and a yellow right, and a red. Right, right. Now they still sell that, and they right. like, they're on Amazon. It's and, really and, cute. And now you can buy it where it irons away. The yeah, heat takes it away. So let's talk about this. You need to kind of figure out whatever marker you're looking at. You need to figure out how it comes off. Right. And whether or not it's good for your project. Right. Okay? So if you mark and on... And honestly, there are those that test and those that wish they, wish they've tested. There you go. Because it can say, great for all fabrics. And maybe the day that that was written, it the was. fabric <laughs> you're using didn't even <laughs> exist the way that things are developed so quickly now. So the, the chalk markers are great for a lot of things. Those, those rolling chalk markers, I feel like they leave a good line. And they have to be brushed off fairly vigorously. Yeah. On those fabrics that take the chalk. I mean, nicely. if you if you mark it and you just lay that, you know, you're laying that project to the side and you're going to it and it's not getting roughed up or transported someplace where layers are against layers, it's it's going to be there. Yeah, it, it it does stay very nicely. But sometimes, let's talk about what if you sew on like vinyl. No, the right. chalk marker is not going to work. Not that powder is just going to go on there. That's where those markers, that's where a Sharpie comes in. A Sharpie or sometimes a pencil will work. Yes. Um, the other thing that I will use is the painter's tape to mark it. There you go. Because it's on there. It, now, another thing about painter's tape, everybody, it's low-tack, easily removable tape mm -hmm. until you leave it on for too long. Yeah. And it's, some of them will even come with directions that say, don't leave this on more than 72 hours uh -huh. or something like that. And what that means is it's going to lift the paint. Right. But, um, you know, it always doesn't come off so easy if you've had it on there forever. That's right. Okay. So even though it's low-tack, now, I would suggest that no one ever use masking tape. I've just seen it ruin too many things too many times. It seems like the glue on it is made to adhere too well, and it, it will discolor. You know, if I use any kind of tape. Um, and we do. It, and we do. We have painter's tape all over the place. Yeah, we really do like the painter's tape. Yeah. So anything that's going to mark on your fabric effectively is good. The, the place where those chalk liners, and I'll kind of get off those here in a second, the place where those wheels and those chalk liners I think can get unuseful is in fabrics that have like a pile yes or really stretchy any knits. sort of nap or a knit mm -hmm. sometimes or you'll try it because the wheel is not smooth yeah it's it's like serrated yeah so what which is good because it puts down a nice little dotted line uh -huh. but um what happens is it will pull the fabric yeah or it gets a hold of the little fibers and doesn't move as smoothly as you want no you start to do right. it and so there's a certain amount of pressure you have to put on the wheel right. da, 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 da. that's where a marker that like think about a felt tip marker right. can start to come in and, handy. And then the felt tip markers, what you have is you have the what they call the air soluble or the water soluble. Uh -huh. Now, they're very much the same. What makes those disappear is moisture. Yes. So the air soluble one just happens to take less moisture to disappear, and the water soluble one happens to take more. But the water soluble one will disappear without you putting water on it 
if you leave it too in long. In a certain amount of time, right, depending on the moisture that's, you know, and the project's I've, around. I've heard some really big variables, not only across, like, oh, I'm in um, humid Florida and arid, right. you know, Nevada or something right. like that. No, I've heard it, like, someone here in Columbia says, at my house, it, right. dis- <laughs> it, it evaporates well, or it disappears this know, quickly. Some people sew close to their laundry room. There you it's go. humid. Some people sew in their basement. It's usually more humid than their house. You know, they're upstairs or something like that. So... All those things, some people sew with their window open. Some people never open their window. Yeah. There's all those variables. So think about that when you're shopping as well. It should say air erasable or water erasable. Now, another thing about these markers, and this may or may not matter depending on where your mark goes, do not iron yes. your project when those marks Don't are still visible. heat set anything ever. There, unless okay, you want unless to. you've tried it, because heat will often set. Just like you hear when you have a stain in your clothes, don't put it in the dryer, because then you've heat set it. Yeah, heat sets, you know, the the, the color of the stain. Now I'm going to make a quick mention of the friction pens. Okay. Okay. These are pens that apparently uh, you mark on fabric and then they disappear with heat. And then I've also heard of them being used to be environmentally friendly. People buy journals and they write in the friction pen. And then they put them in the microwave, and it disappears. And then they can use the journal. So again. what happens? You take a picture of your stuff and you store it in a cloud or uh, something. I was going to say, where are your words? I mean, this is like... not something that I'm doing. Um, but I've yeah heard of this. Okay, go ahead. Anybody wants to do that? I have heard from several quilters that these pens come back when it gets cold. And that can happen with markers also. Yeah. Any kind of marker mm-hmm. that, you know, stuff will come back or reappear. You know, yes. 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 So yeah. like in some of these quilters, that's, okay, that's what cool. they've done is they have traced on the top of their quilt right. where with, they're going with um Right, with a friction quilt. pen. I mean, right. this is a ballpoint pen, okay, basically, okay? And they have done these designs. They have quilted them. They have ironed, and then they transport the quilt somewhere. And it's cold because it's in the trunk of their car, right. and the marks come back. It's like magic. Well, <laughs> yeah, so it can Wrong be like kind dis- of magic. disappearing ink or whatever. Um, but I – so I don't use them. I can't say this has happened to me personally, but I've just heard it from too many people. Yeah. Uh, I think Mary Malari. Oh, yeah, she that. said that. Yes, and then Maddie Curte of Badass Quilter Society said the same thing. Yeah. And so I'm just ta- – those people are people who make a lot of stuff. Right, I'm taking right, their right, word for it. Right. Um, and so it's not something that I would do. Uh, but it might, be, it might be a good idea for other things. I just want to bring up the Sharpie or uh, making a mark that you don't care right. if it lasts forever. When I made my sequined maternity outfit – Uh-huh. For common threads for baby lock. You made it with a Sharpie. I put that skirt on and I was doing the darts and I was pregnant. Uh, I can't remember how pregnant. And then I was pregnant for a long time after that too. So anyway, I marked those darts and on the inside of the fabric, the other side, there are threads holding the sequins onto the knit base. Okay. So it's difficult to mark upon with a marker or like a chalk marker or something. So I just sharpied the bejesus out of that thing. And I, in fact, I think then I moved the darts. And so then there's like some extra Sharpie marks inside of my inside, garment. But they don't show no, through. No. And they and don't show through. And that is one thing you have to think about with Sharpie is the bleeding. Okay. So why doesn't this show through? Because there's like solid sequins on the other right. side of this. Right. You know. And, and the thing fabric. about bleeding, mm-hmm. and I 
everybody is not only does it bleed through that fabric, but if you're using a Sharpie and you and it bleeds through a fabric, what is it bleeding onto? Your cutting mat, some other fabric. So always be careful. I I tend to put a piece of scrap paper like under fabric a lot of times if I use it. This is a good point for your machine too. Right. When I yes. went to sew those darts, I made sure that that Sharpie was dry. Yep. Okay, because you can start to mar up your machine. Right. Now you can oftentimes. Uh, Remove a mark like that with like an alcohol pad right. or something, but do. But not always. No, there's no guarantee. And I've sewn with the chalk markers, like right. marks, and then my my machine's chalky. Right, you see, so I'll chalky clean it up. Machine. You know, uh, maybe let's take a little break and come back and talk about because they're everybody's tired of us by now. <laughs> maybe this will be like the buttonhole. <laughs> yeah, okay, take a breath and you 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 know. Except you're probably listening to a commercial we did, so sorry. Yeah, well, enjoy the message break. So, Mal, what's going on with the Patreon? Well, because, <laughs> like, I thought I got it, and now it's now I don't get it anymore. I spent all this time explaining it to you. I know. I'm well, not, you know, just wait like ten days and then explain things to me. Well, here's <laughs> here's the deal. Um, we started a Patreon uh, in late fall of 2017, and a Patreon is the way a way to support us. A way to in what so, we do support the podcast. Right. Um. Patreon, though, is a company of its own, outside of our control. And recently, Patreon has let us know that they were going to change their fee structure. And it was going to cost you, the patrons, uh, our so-porters, it was going to cost you more money. And we weren't going to get any more. Yeah, we were. Really? Yes, we were. Oh, okay. See? I don't understand. (laughs) We were going to get more money. We were going to not have to pay the transaction fees. Oh, I see. So they were passing it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I did explain this to mom before the podcast, uh, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> they were going to pass the transaction fees onto you, the patron. And uh, when they announced this and they let patrons know, I asked a few of our patrons how they felt, and most people were so kind and said they didn't care much. Right. But I thought it was really silly. Uh, these transaction fees are standard on the internet whenever you buy anything from They're anybody. Standard in business. Standard all the time. So... I thought we have, I just knew uh, right away when this structure changed that we had a solution that was actually going to mean that you, the patron, would not have to cover those transaction fees and that we, the makers, the artists, uh, you know, the podcasters, would not have to pay 5% to Patreon anymore. So we have opened our own membership site, sohere.com slash membership. It's going to look very familiar uh, in terms of the levels of uh, support that you can give. Uh And this is going to be our alternative to Patreon. It's going to allow us to deliver exclusive content to you still. Uh, It's going to, we're going to be billing your credit card or PayPal, whichever one you wish to use to support us. And if you're listening to this in December of 2017 and you've already been billed by Patreon, uh, if you go and sign up, I will refund your December, December fee pledge. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we're this will be in your email inboxes. You can email me about it, etc. 
And we have some very exciting things planned for 2018, right. don't we, and, and for those of you who have not signed up to patronize. <laughs> <laughs> to patronize us. <laughs> um, we would appreciate you going to sohere.com slash membership. That's right. And see if there is a level you would like to support us at. Yes. Uh, and the, the response we got to our Patreon was absolutely wonderful. And it is uh, some income that has come to really help us to produce these podcasts. And it's something uh, we like to rely upon. And actually, it's going to help us create more content on our own site so that no matter what Patreon decides to do in the future, we don't have to deal with it. Right. So now we're just not dependent on somebody else making our business decisions. And getting in the way of our relationship with you, our listeners, um, it, it's all up to, you know, you and us now. So uh, if you go to SoHere.com slash membership, there should be something there right now. Uh, our exclusive online content will be available on January 1st of 2018. I hope to get the first issue of... Our little sewing magazine up there, which is going to be available to uh, some of the levels. I, the wardrobe planner is also another thing that's going to uh, be available to our sew porters. So, yeah, check out sewhere.com slash membership and transfer over if you were on Patreon. And check it out if you have not ever uh, looked at that page before. Sewing out loud. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. We're back. All right. So you need to be careful about your marking stuff. You're going to test it. Right. Different things are good for different applications. Yeah, so you have to have, again, a little collection. I do One thing's say... not going to, you know, you can always use tailor tags where you Okay. You know, so that's sew, what we're going to talk right? about yeah. right after I plug this marker. This is a marker that we sell on our website. And it is from the quilting world. And it is a waxy white chalk pencil. And they call it, uh, it's by Hansi. It's called the Hansi Ultimate Marking Pencil. And we sell that. Uh, we included it, I think, with a box right. one time. And it is waxy. It can break. But if it breaks, you can just sharpen it and keep using it. Sure. Okay. And it irons away and stays off. Right. Stays away. It does not come back with cool. A vengeance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I told people to use when tracing out ginger jeans. Right. And it is. Oh, I just love it. Now, it's best for darker fabrics, though. Right, because course. it's the light. So it irons away. And I said it came from the quilting world. They sell pouncing kits. Yes. Where you pounce and then you do free motion. 
And so that irons away uh-huh. from that. Uh, now, they're blue chalk. Like, they're colored chalks. They don't iron away. You know? And so I think that that is very telling. Like, oh, this white, undyed substance right. disappears with the iron. But then you put the dye in it. No. Right. No go. Right. So that, that marking pen, I just absolutely love it. If you ever break yours... Don't worry about it. Then you have two. Then you have two. You could have three. Right. <laughs> it's like a it's like a worm. I guess the one other thing I want to bring up is um before we get into Taylor Jackson, Taylor Tex or yeah. whatever is just a regular lead pencil. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tend to use a lead pencil a lot of times when I'm doing something like home death. You know, of course, I'm thinking dog beds. Like Mallory says, I'm always making a dog bed. Always making a dog bed. I always have some (laughs) dog bed in production, it seems like. It's because there's too many dogs around here. Um, But, you know, a regular lead pencil. Now, you can't expect it to go away. Yeah. You know, it's not going to always come out or whatever. So, But when I make dog beds, I'm usually using home deck. Yeah. And of course, when I finish, I have this lovely, pristine dog bed that, you know, a dog's going to lay on and, you know, get dirty anyway. Well, <laughs> but, the you know, pencil on some fabrics will erase with right, the eraser. And it, it, it will. That's uh, what I'm saying. And test, again, test, test it out. There you are, test. But know that, you know, it's not friendly on everything. But like I said, it's there, it's usable. It's not a tool to be dismissed in your sewing room. No. Uh, you know, one. Before we talk about Taylor Tax, I want to talk about the chalk pencils that are like mechanical pencils. Uh-huh. And just say real quick, it's much like the wheeled Choco liners in that it works on fabrics until their texture right. makes them right. unworkable. Now, there are okay? some pencils um, that, you know, in the sewing yes. realm that are, you know. Marking and pencils. Right. And they look like colored pencils. Uh-huh. And that's basically what they are. And there's one that I used to use. Is it a blue one? Like a lot. I liked the silver one. Oh, the silver one. Okay. Because it was a little metallic and it marked on everything. It was great on black. Did it iron away? I don't remember. Okay. But I know I used it a lot. I'm having a flashback to ordering in blue iron off pencils. And um, if this is true, if I can can (laughs) verify this memory, uh, I'll link to that. Uh, Sam will remind me to link to that in the podcast. Because if there is a blue iron away, then that's a great compliment. You know, the one other thing that we should not ignore... I don't know how popular it is anymore, but you know when I first started sewing, this was the bit was the tracing paper and the tracing wheel. Yeah, you know I don't use that a lot. But you go know, ahead. I talk. Yeah, it, talk it about seems that. to be a little bulky for most things mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. There's so many other options now. Yeah, and it too was something that was like a wax. And you could get stuck with it being on your clothes and not coming off. Yeah. And I particularly remember, you know, red and orange I would stay away from because it really wouldn't come off. Marking on something in red is scary yeah. to me. Any red is so, you know. A weird dye. Well, yeah. It's so unstable and likes to go so many places you don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. You're yeah. trying to get something real red, dye in it, maybe it won't yeah, work. Yeah, that won't work. You, It'll yeah. go someplace else. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Taylor Tax. Yeah. This is applicable for I mean, you can use it any old time, right? But sometimes people will talk about trying to mark things like like fur or fur I don't is know, one um, uh, shears, shears, uh-huh. uh, a nice wool pile, yeah, or, or a nice silk. You know, that's and this when is, I say silk, I'm talking about like a bulky silk. Yeah, this is marking with thread. Okay, yes, and there are lots of ways. I think I don't know if there's just like one right way to do tailor tacks necessarily. Uh, 
you know, you could, you can just like sew a line and then well, that's take true it too. out. Right. You know, right, right, right. So what you can do is you can thread up a hand sewing needle. And I know that there are a lot of people going like, oh, I don't want to sew before I sew while I'm right. marking. You thread up a hand sewing needle, maybe run it through some thread heaven or something right. like that. And don't knot it. Right. Okay. And then you're going to do your tailor tacking method and pull it until the end, the cut end of your thread is where you started and then cut that and you might have thread left on your right. needle. Okay. Right. right. But let's talk about traditional tailor tacking. Well, and the tailor tacking of going through two pieces of fabric at the same time. And then so cutting you're getting it. The, the, mm-hmm. You're getting the exact mark. So what you're doing is you're sort of looping through the fabric. You know, you're going up. So you're going through the fabric, say you're going up through two layers, over and down through two layers, mm-hmm. over and up through two, the two layers, and I guess it could be more than two. And then what you, and so it's a very loose. Really loose. It's very loose. And what you then do is you go and you clip between the layers. Yes. And so threads remain on both layers. Yeah. And there is a foot for this. There is a tailor tacking foot. On sewing machines. What it looks like is like a normal foot. And then it has this big, huge ridge in the middle. Okay. Yeah, it almost looks like a blade coming up out of the middle. Like So you do not do a, st- a centered straight stitch um, mm-hmm. with this foot. You'll just break your needle uh, right away. It, you do a zigzag. Okay. And then. Well, you do a zigzag at zero. You, right. Mean, yes. A zigzag I mean, you're not at doing zero. A zigzag. Yes. You don't want it to move. Yes. So you do a zigzag at zero. And then you've created those loops of thread that mom talked about just now. You take that off the machine. You separate your layers, so then there's some, you know, strings of thread in between the layers, and you clip them. This foot, I think maybe this could help people visualize the process. It's also called a fringing foot. Right. Sometimes they call it a fringe foot because we started making fringe with it. So if you don't do – if you let it move, if you don't do zero and you just sew along, it will make fringe. If you do like a satin stitch, you get this fringe out of it. And so you'll see like little flowers made with tailor tacks. It can also be used – to piece two fabrics together, mm-hmm. and then you can do some fagging because it right. will allow that that thread. That's right. um, there will be a space there. <laughs> and I do believe that there's instructions with most of the feet, and a lot of yeah. times you have to loosen your upper tension uh-huh. because you, as it's going over that blade or hump or whatever, you know, you you're not wanting it to pull down tight. So if you have a bodice, a pattern or something like that i'm just thinking about bus darts maybe something easy for people to picture i always think of bus darts when i'm thinking about like marking something for some i don't reason. know it, it, yeah because you got to mark darts well and if you ever like look at an illustration about pattern drafting it's always like right there i don't yeah. know it's like here you go yeah so you have your little dart uh you know point right so you would take your your pattern uh and your your fabric over to the sewing machine and you could sew through that with your with both layers of fabric right. like the bodice is one piece you fold it in half those bust darts right. are together some patterns you'll notice have the dart point it's punched out of the paper right. pattern so if you're wondering why this is if you're someone who's always printed out pdfs and you don't know about this phenomenon <laughs> it can be for marking or right. for tailor tacking right so i think some people might not yeah, might not realize why that. that's there. Or right. you could punch it out. Or you can be right. like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch this out. I'm gonna right. cut this out. That's okay right. to do as long as you're accurate about it, you right. know. But marking with thread, you know, you could get creative with this if you're truly I mean, working with something. We were talking hard. tailor tech, or I mean you can actually make just based a line with a piece that's of thre- what, with a yes, thread. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So tailor tacks are more that loose 
thread, but you can get creative if you're truly having a hard time getting anything. And again, if you're on vinyl or fur or something bizarre, you can, uh, there's always tape and you know, you can lay down that piece of tape and then you can mark on the tape. So where would Taylor tax would not be good for vinyl or leather, right? Because you don't well, want to make extra holes. Yeah, I wouldn't want them. Okay, so yes. I just bring that up. That's right. Somebody's going to be like, I went and Taylor tacked my leather vest. <laughs> well, if they do that, I'm sorry. I, I, there's got, I mean, I, I use my disclaimer there. You got, you know, you have to have some sense to sew. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So uh, keep that in mind. All right, I think we did a pretty good marking pen episode. Basically... You need to buy. I you, mean, you, you need a little collection. You'll have five to ten. And, and pens. you know, here's the way that the way that products are developed. You may have a favorite today that's not your favorite in a year. Things change, or the type of and sewing fabric you changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're going from maybe being a quilter to a garment maker, you may have to realize you're going to have to add, you know, a few notions, and the other way around. If you're oh, a yeah. garment maker, all of a sudden, oh. Well, I'm going to have to have a pouncer so I can, uh, do my you know, free motion. Do my or free motion, right. Yeah, that pouncer thing's really cool. And not, it's not something like I use every day, but I, I do. I like the Hansi Company. They're nice people. Marilyn over there has been very kind in filling my orders. And we sell a lot of those pencils and people really like them. But right. don't, when, when somebody says, so like beware, I guess, when someone says, I hate this marking pen. Right. Or ask, if they say, if someone tells you it's the only one you need, it may do 99% of what you want to do, but more than likely, you're going to need something else, too. You know, I've marked with pens, too. and I've Oh, mar- yeah. You know, or you mark with safety pens. But, again, every every application is different. And keep your mind open to all this stuff. Because, yep. you know, you may be marking one way, and all of a sudden, you're like, wait, if I do this, it's going to be so much easier and so much more convenient and for me. When If you do have a sewing store that you patronize. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Close it down and start a podcast. No. (laughs) When we had our sewing store, that was one of my favorite parts of teaching was like, oh, no, let's see how this marking pen works. And, of course, you know, people could really see how these were working when they were doing different projects. I really enjoyed that. So, um Anyway, one of the one of the few things I miss about the store, <laughs> helping people find new marking Just pens. Just marking with marking pens. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for us. You can follow us on Instagram. We are ZD Sewing Studio, and ZD is ZD Donahue. She has her own Instagram. I'm just, I'm just that. She's just, just plain old ZD Donahue. She's just doing Ariel in her three thread narrow, made to measure leggings that don't All ever fall that. apart. That's right. Although, although. <laughs> I had, I did, didn't I have to retire a manufactured pair that was four thread that was falling apart? I, uh, I did. Now it's like, I like those. I go, I know, but they're falling apart. One of my kids, one, uh, sleepers constructed with a four Uh thread and it popped, you know, and I'm not saying that like it's because the four thread necessarily. I'm just saying it's possible with a four thread. But just don't think you're safe with four thread. Maybe that's our next episode. All again, right. we're gonna again, again. we're gonna I'll reiteration. All right. Okay. So long and so happy, everybody. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, "What inspires your music?" 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah. 